Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, this is Aaron Jones. Welcome to the podcast. Now, we've all been horrified by what's been taking place in Palestine the Israeli occupation has deprived the right of the Palestinian people to national self-determination and we've seen an onslaught against the people of Gaza we've seen uh, the assault on occupied Jerusalem including ethnic cleansing Uh, we're talking of course about apartheid as Human Rights Watch a very mainstream human rights organisation described. Now one of the defences of Israel's occupation by its apologists is it centres on LGBTQ rights. You know, look at Israel. It's a citadel of LGBTQ rights in the Middle East. Um, you know, uh, this shows, you know, this was this is an argument used and weaponized to justify the oppression of the Palestinian people. So I'm really honoured to speak today to Bashar Murad, who is a, a queer Palestinian singer, and he just destroys this whole argument. It's a really, really important argument to listen to um, his counter-argument. Um, he's so eloquent and he talks about the occupation and his own work in a wider context I learned a lot and I think you will as well if you want to support the podcast and the channel do please support us on patreon.com forward slash owenjoes84 help us decide who we speak to what documentaries we do and so on or use the support function in the description Uh, please subscribe to the podcast give us a five star rating if you're feeling generous and with that said please listen to Bashar I am very honoured today to have joining me Bashar Murad, who is a who's many things: uh, a musician, uh, a social activist. Uh, he's based in East Jerusalem. Um, his he has we're going to talk about. He has a single coming out, which we'll talk about as well. I'm also going to talk about, of course, what's been happening as regards Palestine and Israel over the last few weeks. But I'm really honoured to have to have you with us today, Bashar. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So firstly, just to explain, just so for people who, who haven't heard of you before, mm-hmm. tell me a bit about yourself. Tell me a bit about your story, about where you grew up, and just a, just a bit of background so people are fami- more familiar with you. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a Palestinian pop artist um, and uh, visual artist. Um, I uh, was born in Jerusalem and lived all of my life here, except for um, my time in college. Um, I um, I sing about, through my music, uh, I express myself and sing about what it means uh, to be Palestinian, to be queer, to be living under uh, Israeli occupation, to be living in a generally uh, conservative, uh, heteronormative society, and how all those things come together um, for individuals uh, who are living here. Um, 
my dad started a band in the 1980 uh, called Sabrin, which was an iconic Palestinian music group um, that really was one of the first alternative uh, bands in Palestine. And it really had a huge impact on my life and on my uh, voice. And um, yeah, and so... Uh, it, it helped me a lot because they were also talking about uh, interesting topics and taboo topics in society and resisting the occupation through music. And that's what I see uh, myself as doing now. So one of the things I'm going to put to you, I mean, we'll talk about obviously other aspects, but I'm, I'm very interested in this because often apologists for Israel's occupation and Israel's apartheid system will say this, and they'll say this, and I speak as a, as a queer person, but they say this to people in the West, they say, um, why don't you go to Palestine then, as a gay person? Uh, Israel is a beacon of LGBTQ rights uh, within the Middle East. Um, and they will say, um, particularly in Gaza, um, I don't think they're generally to be fair, familiar with the nuances, because it's a different situation in the West Bank, which I'm sure you can tell us about. Uh, but they will say, as a LGBTQ person, you would face persecution in Palestine, but you wouldn't face persecution in Israel. And they will use that in order to justify the occupation and the treatment of the Palestinian people. What do you say to those people? Because they are a very loud and vociferous group in places like Britain, the United States and elsewhere. Yeah, so this is a part of Israel's uh, pinkwashing campaign, which is to highlight and emphasize uh, the progressiveness, and I'll put this uh, while saying progressiveness, on LGBTQ rights in Israel uh, to uh, deflect attention from Israel's uh, daily violations of human uh, um, uh, human basic human rights, uh, its daily uh, war crimes against Palestinians, uh, its apartheid and continued ethnic cleansing of Palestinians. Uh, and it's important, whenever we're talking about anything that has to do with Palestine, it's always important to have the context, which is that Palestine is occupied by Israel. So, so a lot of the problems that Palestine has and that Palestinians have are because of Israel's occupation. And it's because, um, and you know, as you noted, in Gaza, the situation is uh, some way. And then in the West Bank, it's a different way. And in Jerusalem, it's a different way. And this is a part of the Israeli and Zionist strategy to separate Palestinians and to have us have different identities so that we don't uh, unite and so that we don't feel that um, we are one people. Um, uh, and one thing that I always like to say uh, when it comes to that, uh, when I hear the, the, these kind of propaganda uh, comments and pinkwashing comments is that, you know, um, an Israeli missile or uh, an Israeli soldier doesn't stop uh, Palestinians and ask if they are gay. Uh, it doesn't have a, a missile doesn't have a detector to detect if there are any gays in Gaza. No, uh, it attacks all Palestinians in that area, including gay people, including women. Um, 
including all those who Israel claims it is a safe haven and protector for. So, so yeah, when I go down to protests um, uh, and I see my other friends who are queer uh, are get, getting beat up by soldiers and getting attacked, um, I think this is the first, this is the biggest um, thing that can be a counter argument to this pinkwashing strategy. Um, uh, and, and of course, I, I'd like to add that, of course, I care, as a queer person, of course, I care about uh, gay rights. Um, but that's not the only thing I care about. That's not the only measure for whether a country is progressive or not. We need to be looking at all kinds of uh, human rights uh, violations that are happening, um, including uh, violations of uh, attacks on children, attacks on women, attacks on Palestinians in general, including women and men and children who don't have basic human rights. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, so to, to wrap this up, just uh, Israel uh, will not maybe discriminate against me for being queer, but they will discriminate against me for being Palestinian. So yeah. Tell me your own experiences. We'll talk, I'm very interested, of course, talking about your music and your, your wider activism. Yeah. But of course, we've seen over the last few weeks uh, what's been happening in terms of Occupy Jerusalem. We're seeing the ethnic cleansing of Palestinians, uh, of course, from Jerusalem. And we saw a renewed onslaught against Gaza in which, I suppose, what, what is sometimes called a conflict, but it's so asymmetrical, um, where you have yeah, one conflict, power, which is... Implies there are two equal sides, right? Exactly. Here, this is not what we're talking about. Yeah, sorry. A, a no, 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 no. I wasn't. It's, it's not for me to, yeah, dictate to you your your own experience. Of course, yeah, a military superpower against an occupied people, uh, and we can see that reflected in in the deaths. Um, obviously, a horrible number of Palestinian deaths. Tell me about your own experiences, your own as someone from occupied Jerusalem. What's been happening in Jerusalem? Your and the experience of Palestinians that, that you think people really do need to know, because the danger is we get this flare up, people speak about the Pal about about Palestinians, about their oppression, then they stop until the next time. So what would you say in terms of your own experiences that people need to know? Yeah. I think what people need to know, uh, well, okay, so I live in Sheikh Jarrah, which has been in the news a lot actually recently, and it's where a lot of the... Uh, a lot of what has hap been happening all over the country started in J Sheikh Jarrah. And it's because uh, there are some families uh, who are who are set to be uh, expelled from their homes uh, to be replaced by Israeli settlers, uh, which is a part of uh, Israel's strategy to... Um, limit the presence of Palestinians and maximize the presence of Israeli settlers uh, in the area so that we would have a harder claim uh, on Jerusalem as the capital of Palestine, which under all uh, international uh, agreements, East Jerusalem is uh, the capital of Palestine. Um, so these two uh, siblings, uh, Muna al-Kurd and Muhammad al-Kurd, started a campaign called Hashtag Safe Sheikh Jarrah. And um, this, uh, it started getting really big online. And so we started going down to these homes uh, and to these families to stand in solidarity with them, 
to have iftar during Ramadan to break fast with them and to demonstrate against something that we all know is uh, unjust. Um, so I started going down, I started, see, what was so beautiful is seeing that there was no faction behind this. This was not about Hamas, this is, was not about Fatah. Um, it was about uh, mostly youth, but all, uh, all kinds of Palestinians who are coming, including um, men, women, kids, Muslims, Christians, and atheists, and queer people, all coming just to stand in solidarity with our Palestinian neighbors. Um, and so the, but the disproportionate level of violence from the Israeli forces, the Israeli military, the IDF, um, was crazy to see because the, they were attacking uh, unarmed civilians who were just coming standing and like either having uh, iftar or singing or chanting. There was no violence and they were all unarmed um, and the, the military would attack them with extreme hostility. And I think it's a, it's a strategy that is used to scare people into not coming again. But if people uh, don't know, Palestinians are very stubborn and resilient, and they have been for the past uh, 73 years. Um, uh, and uh, they kept coming back. Uh, and the so uh, and the campaign started getting bigger and bigger, and on social media, it started getting very big. But international media was not covering uh, these stories at all. The only time they started to cover them was when Hamas, after weeks of protest, uh, threw rockets into uh, Tel Aviv and into Israel, and this is when. As usual, the international media coverage starts. It starts saying Hamas-Israel conflict or attacks on Hamas. And you can see there is a, uh, I mean, attacks on Israel. And you can see there is a very biased uh, kind of coverage that neglects all the buildup to what's happening. It neglects that there is an occupation that's been going on for decades. It neglects that this campaign started as a very peaceful demonstration of Palestinians coming together for something, for what is right. Um, and it automatically makes this it, it a religious conflict of Jews against Muslims, as if there are no Palestinian Muslims, uh, I mean Christians, or other uh, religions. Um, and, uh, and now the, uh, there is a ceasefire between Hamas and Israel. And unfortunately, it kind of gives the impression that this uh, conflict is over. But this is why it's so important for us now, Palestinians who have been involved and all Palestinians around the world who have been watching what's happening uh, to amplify our voices even more than before because it's important for the world not to think that, oh, there's a ceasefire, the problem is solved. No, there is still an occupation, there is still ethnic cleansing. Um, Palestinians are being attacked left and right um, by the military. And we don't want the coverage to start up again when rockets start flying. The coverage should be all the time because this injustice has been going on for so long. And uh, yeah, and, and, and we see, you're right, we see a lot of people coming up and speaking up for Palestine, but then they go silent. And it's because there is a lot of uh, Zionist pressure um, uh, that we've seen already on like, big artists like Dua Lipa and Gigi Hadid and Bella Hadid, where they've been put in like some slam campaigns 
where they're immediately linked to supporting Hamas instead of when they only spoke up for the rights of basic human rights of Palestinians. And same thing I just saw for Black Lives Matter. Um, Fox News is framing it as if, as if they're supporting Hamas when they only spoke up for the rights of Palestinians. And this is why a lot of people are scared to speak up about, about Palestine. But this time I do feel there is people have woken up in a different way, uh, especially the youth, Gen Z, TikTok. I'm watching videos where people are still standing up for what they believe and they have facts. They're learning the facts and they're not saying that, oh, this conflict is com complicated. Uh, I don't want to be on. I want to be neutral because now we, we, they understand that neutrality means standing on the side of the oppressor, of the colonizer, and uh, it's being complicit in the crimes that are happening against us Palestinians. As a musician, tell me, tell me how you got involved, your, your kind of musical awakening. I know actually it runs in the family, but I'm interested yeah. in well as well in how music and social activism, how struggle for political change can go hand in hand, because lots of musicians now feel very worried about doing so often their management put them on under pressure they say if you do that you'll compromise your commercial success and so on. so i'm just interested you know in 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 your own i suppose musical awakening but how your music and your activism are linked together um so so yeah uh, growing up in a musical family growing up uh, under the influence of Fabrin, which was all about uh, talking about the Palestinian experience through music, um, that definitely left a huge impact on me. Um, and the way that music started for me, I would write songs and it was like sort of a therapy, a way of therapy for me, a way to deal with my problems. And it's music was the medium in which I learned to love myself and to be proud of who I am. Um, uh, but but in the beginning, I was always writing in English because uh, growing up, I was very uh, into like Western pop music, uh, you know, like obsessed with Britney Spears and and um, but also with like iconic uh, music uh, artists like David Bowie and Freddie Mercury, who did uh, use music to speak about uh, important messages. Um, but then uh, I. I uh, had this switch after moving back from college. Uh, I went to college in America for four years and I came back here and I started to work in uh, a, a nine to five desk job, uh, which was the most miserable time of my life. It taught me, like it just showed me. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I felt like I had no purpose in life and I wasn't doing anything um, that's good for my soul or good for the world. So living for a few years back in Palestine after college, it gave me the switch where I started to sing in Arabic. And a lot of my songs were automatically coming, not on purpose, talking about my experience as a Palestinian, exploring gender roles, exploring pressures of marriage, um, exploring um, my right as a, as a queer individual who feels like my love uh, or my kind of love is illegal or, or it's not accepted. And I started to sing about these issues. And slowly that made me in a way uh, like an activist, which I don't like the word activist because I think as a musician, I feel like I have this responsibility. Um, it's hard. You cannot separate polit politics from anything. Uh, you cannot say you want to be apolitical because everything you do is political. And as a Palestinian, singing about these things that I'm singing about, it's automatically um, political. So I unknowingly became like this sort of activist or this maybe political artist. Um, and uh, yeah, and uh, one time where I just really, like, I think really believed in this completely is when Eurovision was being held in uh, Tel Aviv in 2019. And um, and I uh, was connected with Hattari, the Icelandic uh, band that was representing Iceland that year. And they were looking to meet Palestinian artists. And... Um, and uh, we started talking and um, I realized that they were only participating to make a statement uh, of solidarity with Palestine. And the whole time the Eurovision uh, was trying to oppress them and to tell them to be quiet and not bring politics into Eurovision and not bring politics that this is a party and that this is, uh, you shouldn't um, ruin it with politics. And but the fact that Eurovision was holding this contest in Tel Aviv um, was making it political because they were painting a good image of Israel and aiding its pinkwashing and art washing campaigns and all kinds of washing campaigns. And eventually this led to uh, Hattari raising the Palestinian flag in the finale of the of the, the grand finale. And then we did a performance together. And this collaboration uh, reached so a new audience of uh, people who are just like fans of Hattari or, or fans of Eurovision who had never heard about anything in Palestine. And this gave them sort of an introduction. And now, two years after our collaboration, I see people still reposting those um, images of the, of the band holding the flags, our songs, and even they themselves have become... Uh, fighters for Palestine and and so this is this was like this huge uh, re 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 revelation for me that really like um, uh, like proved that you cannot be apolitical everything is political and if you again if you are choosing to be apolitical you are aiding uh, most likely the the oppressor What are the kind of obstacles you've you faced by by speaking out yourself? What were kind of you know this is not something that's easy, and there are consequences yeah. that come with it. So, what what kind of consequences have you had for 
for both for both speaking out against the occupation and also fighting for LGBTQ rights. Yeah, yeah. So um, of course uh, there are difficulties because here we are fighting two kinds of fights. We're fighting to liberate Palestine, but we're also fighting for a liberal Palestine, and um, and. Uh, you know, homophobia exists everywhere. I get some homophobic comments here and there. I get nasty comments online, but that is something that's universal. Um, I've seen some people or some official institutions that don't want to work with me uh, because, um, because I represent some things that don't align with them. Uh, and at the same time, I feel the danger from like the occupation. I feel I feel scared by speaking up about these things and about being vocal online, um, because we know that everything is being watched. Um, but you know, so far I've been lucky and I've been safe from both, uh, because like in Palestine, I know the right people. I I've chosen the right community, and my strategy has always been not to be like extreme or push people because I don't want to push people away. I want to be inviting and to slowly create a bigger community. And I think I'm being successful at that. Um, yeah, and everything, um, all the risks that, that I've had, you know, so far, luckily I haven't been in danger, but I've, I've been willing to accept all the kind of pressures and dangers, but who knows what could happen. <laughs> Before I finally ask you about the single that you've got coming out, yeah. what would you say to people outside of Palestine who have seen maybe on TV, on social media, the horrors that have been committed by a state, which it must be emphasized, is actively armed and supported by their governments, which could not mm -hmm. behave in the way that it does, including breaking international law without the support of the American governments and its other Western allies, but they feel often impotent, they feel lost, they have this anger and frustration, but they don't know what to do about it. As you've said, there have been uh, musicians, for example, who've spoken out and faced the consequences, including this horrendous full-page ad in the New York Times against Ua Lippa and others, uh, just defamatory stuff. Yeah. You know, people often, you know, they 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 feel scared to talk out, perhaps, but they they don't know what to say and they don't know what to do. So, what would you say to, to those people who feel that they want to stand with the Palestinian people and do something, but they don't know what they should be doing? Uh, again, I'll say, do not be neutral. Uh, I will say, you know, uh, whatever happens, you know, if if they believe that this is a just cause, and I think everyone who does enough research eventually comes to this realization. If you believe that it is a just cause, um, you shouldn't be afraid of the consequences because uh, it's just a sample of what Palestinians on the ground are going through. Like uh, um, this is a constant 24 seven oppressor, oppressed uh, dynamic that we're going through. Um, and I need people to not feel helpless. I need people to understand that every voice counts. Um, this social media campaign has shown us uh, that, you know, it has put some pressure on Israel. It, uh, um, they're actually paying attention to social media now and trying to suppress people. So that's why we should be louder, especially people 
living in countries like the US and others who are funding, uh, arming the Israeli military, who are supporting um, settler organizations that are part of the ethnic cleansing uh, campaign, um, they need to be uh, awake They need because they can do a lot about this. They can contact their representatives, they can sign um, uh, petitions, go to protests, and all of this really will make a change. We need to understand that we're not living each in a vacuum, that the world affects each other, and that injustice here somehow has an effect on uh, injustice there, and that we need to understand that we're all connected. Um, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> Very powerful. So finally, let, tell me, tell me about your single, and also tell me about your own. Yeah, I suppose your hopes, your dreams about about your music. What 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 your ambitions are, and where people can, you yeah. know, listen to your music. Um, I know you have a YouTube, for example, but just, yeah. just tell, tell tell me a bit about that. Yeah. So my music you can find uh, everywhere on all streaming platforms: Spotify, and Rami, uh, Apple Music, Deezer, etc., YouTube. Um, so yeah, I, on uh, June 11th, I'm releasing my first EP, which is titled Maskhara, and it's a four-track uh, EP. Um, the, the title track was actually released in uh, December, uh, and there's a music video, you can watch it on YouTube. And it basically, the whole album talks about everything that I've been talking about now. It's about um, being queer, about... Um, feeling that no one understands me, whether it's my own community or whether fighting against occupation. It's about pinkwashing and it's about, um, there's also a track, the third track is called Intifada on the dance floor. And it's a play on this, um, this uh, trope that we've, we hear a lot in song titles like Confessions on the dance, dance Floor or Murder on the Dance Floor. But this time it's Intifada on the dance floor and Intifada is the Arabic word for uprising. And basically it talks about um, how music and culture and arts can be such an important weapon to fight the occupation and to uh, tell our stories. When a lot of the time, our own communities sometimes might say that dancing and singing won't free Palestine. But here in this album, my statement is that no, actually dancing and singing and music and arts and culture are the weapon that will free Palestine. Um, yeah, so the album will be, the EP will be released on June 11th, and uh, you can check out the title song, Maskhara, on all platforms. Basha, I really, really appreciate you joining us both on the channel and for the podcast. Um, Thank you. Uh, I, I hope everyone does listen to your wonderful music and follow you on social media. Very easy to find. It's uh, Basha underscore underscore. Murad, M-U-R-A-D, uh, Bashar, B-A-S. Have I spelled, have I said that right? Have I spelled it right? No, no, that's, right. that's my Twitter. But yes, then, that's your Twitter. It's all over the place. Instagram, Bashar Murad official. And then uh, on all streaming, Bashar Murad. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, we really appreciate it. And it was such an eloquent um, defense of people's fight against occupation and apartheid. And also, so important, as you say, that pinkwashing, that attempt by supporters of Israel's oppression of the Palestinian people uh, to uh, weaponize uh, our 
the oppression, the common oppression of LGBTQ people in yeah. order to justify the oppression of the Palestinians so yeah. brilliantly. And, yeah, and also to de dehumanize the Palestinians just to say, oh, they don't support queer rights, kill them all. Like, what is, I don't understand it. But yeah. It's 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 fascinating in 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 the West when you often get far right types where the only time they talk about LGBTQ rights is mm -hmm. to attack Muslims in general or Palestinians specifically, and uh, other than that, they often themselves, of course, opposed to LGBTQ rights in the West. Um, so it's mm -hmm. it's a, it's a it's a yeah fascinating, disturbing, <laughs> but you've exposed it brilliantly. So thank you so so much and uh, solidarity. So Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, do support us on patreon.com forward slash owenjones84. Help us decide who we talk to, what we talk about, the documentaries we do, uh, and also on the supporter function, uh, which you can see in the description. And leave us five stars and a review. It just helps other people listen. Uh, and with that, thank you so much. Speak soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.